Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Start and end your day with the good news. The good news with Angie Austin. Find the podcast of past shows at AngieAustinRadio.com. Now, here's Angie Austin and friends with the good news. <laughs> Hello, friend. It is Angie Austin and friends. What a blessing it is to get together with my good news gals. I This is like my day of the week uh, where actually, or my time, I should say, of the week where I actually get together with friends and feel really blessed to have their support and their input. And we like to share good news stories with you. And we have our normal cast of good news gals characters here. We've got Michelle, we have Janine, Monique, and Cindy. And Tyra is here. And you may remember Tyra. She has done a couple of our uh, women's retreats with us and she was our worship leader at uh, a couple of those women's retreats and I just feel that her voice is just a straight a gift from God and so uh, to get her to work with us on these retreats was really um, a, a wonderful uh, gift let's put it that way how are you friend I'm doing good it's good to be here oh it's so it's great been to too see long you. right I, I know got to make more time for each other. Right? I know. And, I, you know, I always think whenever I to see you or there's something that you come up, I'm like, oh, I got to get her in here. So always just, you know, ping me and uh, come in because the, the ladies, uh, they'll be so sad that some of them who you know well missed you because you were such a highlight of our uh, past retreats, which mm. hopefully we'll do again someday. It's yeah. just a very labor intensive to get that many women together and mm. uh, and speak. Yeah. And uh, I, I do feel that it's a blessing to be able to give my testimony but it's exhausting because you don't sure. really rehash up all that old stuff from your right. childhood. Not and fun. even if you're healed, it's still mm -hmm. like heavy to bring it up. Yes. Does that make sense? I agree. I yeah. totally agree. Yeah. yeah. Well, we have a good news story. So let's do we'll start our good news segment out with that. And then we can talk about how God's working in our lives. So what do you have for us, Producer Dave? Well, I thought that um, this week's been kind of heavy. There's been a lot of really stuff, like heavy stuff going on. So I like this story because it's really light. And I thought it'd be a good way to end the week. All right. We have coffee mugs and chocolate chip cookies. At Deacon Ross's house, his mom is planning a party. Struck up this friendship with OD. Looks forward to Friday. Because in Deacon's world, Friday is OD day. Who is your best friend? OD. OD? Is he way down there? Yeah. Will he come back this way? Yeah. I think that this is Deacon's first friend, that he really understands what friendship is. But this party is bittersweet. It's to say goodbye. Yes? We heard Ozzy's truck. It's our last day seeing my brother's best friend, Ozzy. I'm coming. And here he comes now for the last time. I'm coming. Deacon's best friend, Ozzy. He's here, collect the recycling. Oggy coming, Oggy coming, Oggy. Here he comes. Good morning. Good, how are you? What's up, man? I'm going to collect our garbage. Collect our garbage. There you go. One, two, three. And You're always make time 
for a little buddy. Did you know how much this boy loves you? Mm, I didn't know, but I, I can see. The reason it's a goodbye party is Deacon's about to become a big brother. He already has a name picked out. He wants to name the baby O.D. <laughs> but the family had to buy a bigger house. So they're moving off O.D.'s garbage route. But I don't think that he really understands that this could be the last time that he sees O.D. Thank you. That's why his mom went to all this effort. You're special to us. Oh, man. Honor Deacon's first friendship. I was teary the whole time and just trying to relish the moment. I'm going to miss him, too. Bye-bye, O.D. Okay, see you soon. You sure know how to make an impression on a little boy. Take it easy, man. That's cute. That's we loved our um, garbage man at our last house. He had like um, gold teeth, and my kids loved to make him smile. So any time that they were sick from school, they would bring him treats out, and they'd be like, "We just want to see him smile, mom. He has the best smile." And so they would bring him all kinds of homemade cookies and cinnamon rolls. Wait, and, wait, gold teeth? Yeah, okay, yeah, all yeah. Right. Like cinnamon rolls, they bring him chocolate chip cookies. They would bring him all all kind of money at Christmas time. I mean, he loved us, and when he'd see us coming out the front door, he got so excited because he knew it was something good. Oh, that's <laughs> you know? fun. Yeah. That's my, fun. My husband, I laugh when you say the gold teeth. That's another story. But my husband will, he, he always gives the the um, garbage collector, the milkman, anything. Like, he leaves them a Christmas card. Like, that's just how he is. And if he hasn't seen the garbage man in, in, you know, for a few weeks, he will ride around and chase him down just to give him money <laughs> wow. to buy lunch wow. and say thank you. For, him, yeah. Wow, that's, that's nice. Yes. I love appreciating people mm -hmm. who don't often get appreciated like Sorry. trying to remember the janitor at school you know mr bobby or whatever to like make sure that he gets his you know extra card or gift card or whatever it is i try to remember the people that aren't like the teachers always get remembered but sometimes it's like the librarian the school nurse it was funny because i left the school nurse present at the front while i was delivering some other ones and when i came back it was gone and then the lady at the front desk was like oh we knew it was for the nurse because it was um like candy and a coffee mug but then a teddy bear with like all these bandages just wrapped all over it and like <laughs> band-aids and stuff and so and then it had like the q-tip sticking out of its ear mm -hmm. so we had like made it into like a um a hospital bear you know those for people appreciate it more too like remember uh, at the holidays when that lady was giving out i think it was a sandwich to the ups guy remember he's like jumping around and singing yeah. and he's like, <laughs> right. Right? like yeah yeah it was like for a sandwich and some <laughs> right. water or something like right that. water and sandwich and, and he was he really so excited it, that right. she left it out for him i'm like wow he's easy to impress mm -hmm. yeah. <laughs> we used to a mailman that sang his entire route his entire really? route wow and you would hear him coming down the street and really yes he sang and i mean he had a great voice it was like uh, entertainment while you're waiting everybody would go outside to wait for the mail wow <laughs> that cool. might be a good second career I tell for you, you. Man. <laughs> <laughs> and they make like 
almost eighty thousand. Hello, no way. Yes, they do. What? Good money. Got a friend. They make good money. Eighty as a mailman, singing or mailing. Are you serious? I mean, think about it. They have to be what rain storms. Right, all of that. Yeah, they have to get paid for snow. that. My, my mailman won't even walk down my, you know, driveway. A FedEx guy is right there at the front door. He better watch himself because those government jobs. I'm telling you, my FedEx guy and my UPS guy, they're way better than my mailman. Wow. My mailman's like on permanent vacation. Oh no! And I keep telling the kids, I'm like, get more bees with honey. Get more bees with honey. But so I'm like going Be down. Nice. Hi, just want to make sure you know all the different last names at our house. We've got my mom. We have this. We have that. And I'm trying to smile at you, but I'm so irritated but I'm being really nice because oh, I no. want to make sure we get our mail oh, I mean goodness. we're there almost a year now and it's like wow. crazy how much stuff gets returned even with our real correct address on oh, it oh my gosh so yeah yeah. We've gone fast too that's good and fast year yeah yeah <laughs> we've been fast. in our house for nine years Angie and yeah. they still, still deliver stuff. our mail to other people sometimes and then he'll what? bring it back or we get other people's mail <laughs> yeah. too and it's all like, the time yeah they call, um one of our friends of the show wrote a book called the fred factor it's darla's husband and it was about his mailman fred who's retired now but fred went the extra mile and so he wrote a book for business executives it's called the fred factor that like if you go the extra mile at everything you do in business customer service every aspect of your business you'll succeed and it was uh, named after his mailman because his mailman was so good i'm like well certainly isn't in my neighborhood. <laughs> so true. We actually give Christmas cards to our, our, our people that take care of our yard, our mailman, and, um, uh, the garbage. People that, and the garbage people and the people that take care of our home. And actually, and we respect them and mm -hmm. appreciate them. And we let them know we appreciate them with a check. And actually, we've get really good service yeah, yeah that mm -hmm. um, uh, our, our life i think it's an equal appreciation that comes mm -hmm. back because mm -hmm. right. we they know that we're appreciating them well our mailman with the gold teeth who gave us the best service i've ever got in my life no. he loved us he'd take anything you could <laughs> break down your house and put it on the curb and he'd make sure it got in the back of the truck yeah i mean oh my gosh i loved him oh miss him my kids are like why can't we have our old garbage man back <laughs> oh we love that guy should have gotten his number <laughs> that you, got, you gotta funny. be nice do you give him? i am always we give i told you we bring him sweets and give him money and give him all kinds of wow. stuff yeah and he's still not as good as the old guy as the old guy uh no but he's kind of special like he liked my kids like he got a kick out of my kids, and when they'd stay home sick from school and come oh. out, you know, that jive that okay. was nice. Yeah. So he was yeah. unique. Yeah. Yeah, we're still nice, but the mailman, I don't know what you can really give to them. You know, I don't know like what they're supposed to take. You have to put something know. in the mailbox. So yeah, when he like opens sweets. it, it pops out. And yeah, and scares him like <laughs> ah! Uh, you know, like, don't mess with me, Mister. <laughs> I better get my mail. I think that'll don't have do the that. Don't do effect. that. That'll don't have the that. opposite effect. I think. Yeah, yeah. I want to do Not that. A good time. No, he would never know that I'm irritated with him. I'm so nice to him because I do believe in that whole. Um, you get more bees with honey, and it's funny because my son was doing vocabulary words the other day, and he had op uh, optimist and a pessimist, and this is so classic. Cindy, you'll laugh because you kind of know my mom. And um, he said, um, Mom is an optimist, and Grand Grand is a pessimist. <laughs> and I was like, oh, my gosh. He's, he nailed it. So, oh, so 
funny. My mom lived with us for many years. I'm like, Mom, you're going to leave behind a legacy that's not very positive if you don't turn your um, attitude around. She's turning it, though. She's turning it. Well, she's been gone since, uh, like, June, and we've only, she's only called a couple times, so... She's, you know, if you only call twice, you probably have a pretty good attitude. Do I sound bitter today? I'm just being honest here. <laughs> yes. Trying to keep it real. Uh, I mean, your, your mom's mom not the only, only one. calls your kids like twice in like since June. I mean, I'm not going to like defend that. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to sugarcoat that. You're leaving a legacy behind. And if you don't call your grandkids or don't return their calls mm-hmm. and then you don't answer the phone when they call, then you're leaving behind a legacy. And mm-hmm. you got to live yeah, with that. I'm with you. I tell her that. <laughs> yeah, my kids have um, different grandparents than what I had as well. So it is what it is, huh? Yeah. I mean, we just we have to be the best parents we can. And then, uh, but you know, I have my in laws are awesome. And um, my dad and my stepmom have been pretty good too, yeah. actually. So they kind of fill the void. My in laws, they come like a lot. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, my, 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 wow. hus- my husband's dad will come. <laughs> He'll come and visit and keep the girls and and stay with them while we go oh, on vacation. That's nice. But my husband, he's adopted a three day rule. Oh, really? Yes. Three days and he's out. Three, three days for visitors. Yeah, he's like I agree with that. Yeah, that's civil. Like, that's very him, civil. But they have to go. You have I, to do my, that too. My um my mother in law she gets a hotel. Like she's had enough. She, I've had enough of you people, and she goes to her hotel, and she'll come back the next day. But I'm telling you, she's the best. Like if you could go to Central Casting and get a grandmother, she is good. Wow. Yeah, she is good. Yeah, I don't know if she likes me that much, but she loves my kids. <laughs> no, she loves my kids. She is a great grandmother. She is such a good grandmother. I took an honesty pill today. I'm just trying to keep it real. Good for you. Just keeping it real. Now, what, she is a great grandmother. But now, what what makes you say I don't know that she likes me so I much? Have to what, I want to know because I need to. I mean, I can't believe I've that. I've seen it. I don't, everybody I loves don't you. Oh, if if you should. <laughs> But you know what? I, I have, it's been 14 years, and she actually now, when I say love you, and she used to say, all right then. Oh, and now she actually has said, Ooh. like, love you back a couple of times. Okay. Well, like, Cindy helped me stage my home, yeah. and she was over, and we were working on some stuff at the house, and my mother in law was there, and I said, you know, Cindy helped me with the last house. And she goes, I knew it. I knew you could never do it. <gasps> I knew it was. A, and Cindy, he just said, well, she was pretty helpful. She oh. helped. I don't, I don't know. Oh. I, I don't know. I just here. think that my my okay. mother in law ran the show, and she was the only woman in the family. Yeah, and she was still like, picking out my husband's socks and stuff when I okay. met him. You know, and like she would call <laughs> me and say, "You got a pen?" And I'd be like, "Yeah." And she's like, "Well, I just want to tell you what to pack for Mark and for the kids." I'm like, uh-huh. that's just punking me. I'm like, "Are you serious?" Wow. I said, "I don't pack for Mark. He packs his own stuff. You might give him a jingle. Oh. <laughs> tell him to get his pen out." <laughs> She's like a pair of dress <laughs> shoes, a nice pair of slacks. And I'm like, are you serious? He's like four. He's in his 40s. You know, I'm like, but, but the thing of it is she and I are so different. And I think it's been hard for her since I work and she stayed at home. Like when she comes over, like she just cleaned out my freezer. Thank you, Jesus. It's amazing, right? <laughs> but, you know, like she will dump everything out of the freezer or she'll be like, why do you need so many salad dressing? Why are there so many salad dressing? Why do you have so many salad Do you need this many salad dressings? I'm like, I like salad dressing. So she is not used to, I work a lot, and I get up at 3 o'clock in the morning. Her house is run like a, like a military base. Mm-hmm. And so she's very different than okay. I am. Yeah. And so I wouldn't say she dislikes me 
probably. Mm. But um, it's I, I've taken it's taken a long time for me to grow on her. Hmm. Wow. I, I just I just think that um, if you have a strong mother-in-law and then you're strong, they feel threatened by you. Yeah. I feel like mother-in-laws often are just threatened. I don't know if it's a personality type. Wow. I, like they I know Often some friends that have had really good. Just a I second. Do. I'm a mother-in-law. Yeah. My son is, is married to a lovely girl. Ooh, wait a minute. Now that I think about it, there's been some things and traits or whatever see, that I've see, seen. Girl, see. Because I do have a strong personality. Like, for instance, us getting ready to move. Um, you know, I want my house to be in order before I have a bunch of family members and things like that coming over. So she wanted to see the house when it was in its stage. Right. Of being, yeah. right. And yeah. I was like, no. Let's and wait. And years later, the comment was made when we were going to move again. Well, when she was talking to my son, she says, now, you know, your mother's not going to let us, you know, come into the house, you know, if it's not pristine. And I remember that stuck with me. And I thought, wow, am I one of those mother-in-laws that kind of. Maybe she perceived you that way. Yeah. But what my thing is, though, you still, if they are good grandparents, I don't care how you feel about them. I don't care how they feel about you. You have to let them have a relationship with your kids. Do not use your kids as a weapon. No. And my mother-in-law is the best grandmother in the United States of America. Whether she liked me or not, she was a great grandmother. And my kids are crazy about my in-laws. That's what matters, yeah. And they're actually pretty decent to me now. Like, I think they actually kind of like me. You know, like, we get <laughs> those along. Those kids. Yeah. You gave but, them those kids. Yeah, but I never wanted to keep her from the kids you know mm. that's important whether you get along with your mother-in-law or not the kids have to have a relationship with them right. hey are we going to save like five minutes for tyra to sing to us at the end we can save the last three minutes the last three minutes of the show or the last five minutes we have three minutes left. oh of this se- oh. oh of this segment like right oh, now just like sing like yeah. not even like we're going to break and she will sing when we get back we, yeah we could do that yeah well, that's what i was asking oh yeah yeah of yeah Sorry. we can save the last five minutes for her to sing yeah, of the show. Yeah, Sorry, of the, the show. show yeah. yeah, it's just like, okay, sing. He's like, let's make this clear. Uh, no. <laughs> no, sing. I'm not sure where we were going. With yeah, this sometimes oh. it's nice. So she might want to, like, have a little glass sip of water, some hot lemon, you know, all that. Anybody have uh, any way God's working in your life besides your in-laws? Anything mm-hmm. going on people want to talk about? Wow. <laughs> I, I will say this. I um I had a friend that last night I'd heard. A friend? No, yeah. no, no. It's a friend that, that it's serious. It, he passed away last night. Oh, and I got the word nice. on that. And, you know, and so I was thinking about what I was going to sing and, and, you know, and this person and his personality and, and uh, kind of kind of he was a person that always gave and always encouraged and always had a good word and I thought you know we'd known him for four years and it was like wow um I I tell you what um uh he's so encouraging I want to be that way so I think that's what I've been thinking about how can I be a better person how can I be a blessing to others and so that's what's been going through my mind be a more of a blessing how can I have an impact on someone's life where um, their memory of me is you know she always yes. had a good word a kind word Your she legacy. always yeah yeah you were talking about yeah that a when you bit. leave the room what people mm-hmm. say about you how mm-hmm. you make them feel yeah I, I think being an encouraging person is a huge uh, is a lot bigger deal than people um, give it credit for. 
mm-hmm. you know, and that if you're the person at work that's always a downer and critical of everyone and not encouraging and uh, brings to light all the shortcomings of your colleagues and how people have failed or aren't good enough, who that's wants right. to be around you? It's that person that can find the sunshine in the day and, uh, you know, point out the positives of their colleagues or encourage you that really stand out. And so obviously if he could do that, that was something that yes. you're left behind feeling yes. about him. So maybe we can sing something for him when we come back. Yeah. One of my best friends just lost her mom and her mom um, was, uh, she, uh, my, my best, one of my best friends is an anchor at Fox in Los Angeles and she's been there for years and we were single in LA at the same time. We've stayed friends all this time. She was in my wedding and her mom um, worked for the Peace Corps and had met a man in Brazil and had my um, friend was her daughter and she never really knew her father. And this woman was such a great, uh, you know, role model for her of giving to others. And she just passed away as well. Mm-hmm. And uh, she just wrote to me today about some of the things that, you know, were embedded in her brain that her mom had left behind yes. in her. So it's a beautiful thing to think it about is. what we leave others feeling about us yes. or about themselves when we leave the room. Mm-hmm. All right, we'll be right back. Good news of Jesus for you in high definition radio and streaming at 670kltt.com. This is KLTT Commerce City, Denver. All right, I have Melissa. She's an ambassador with ARC. You know I love ARC. I get great deals there, but the money goes back to the community and helps so many people. Melissa, tell me about ARC. ARC is just an amazing foundation who helps people with intellectual disabilities, and it's just amazing. I love working there. I've worked there for almost five years. Well, and I feel like there's a family environment there. Now, when I shop at ARC, we always say shopping with a purpose. So let's say I spend $10 at ARC, but how does it help other people? When you buy stuff at the ARC, it helps people with intellectual disabilities. It helps the community. I like working at the ARC thrift store. It's really fun. I think you have such a fantastic personality. I think one of the best things about ARC are the ambassadors like yourself because I think you guys are the heart of the organization. And I find so much positivity and encouragement. And I want ARC to come to my house with a truck. What do I call? You call 303-238-JANE. Again, the number is 303-238-JANE. The website is arcthrift.org. Again, it's arcthrift.org. You rock, Melissa. Thank you for coming in to talk to me about art. Go wild this spring break with the YMCA The Rockies. This year, we've transformed the YMCA Estes Park Center into an exotic jungle safari. Crikey! The jungle-themed spring break at the YMCA of The Rockies is jam-packed with fun family activities like safari hiking, where you get to identify local wildlife, special jungle crafts, exciting wild animal trivia, and so much more. Go Wild activities are offered every day starting March 9th and continue through March 30th. At the YMCA of The Rockies, we love to bring real bonding experiences for families of all sizes, and every season and brings affordable, fun and excitement for the whole family. Go to ymcaoftherockies.org. Don't sit around the spring break doing nothing when this YMCA of the Rockies is like an exotic destination vacation right in your own backyard. Go wild The YMCA of the Rockies. That's ymcaoftherockies.org. Welcome back to the good news. You know, always a pleasure to uh, find someone online who I get a kick out of and have them come on and share their testimony. Wade Webster is a blogger, and I came across his humor blog and contacted him, and we're going to hear about that, his blogging, and a little about his testimony as well. Hi, Wade. Hi. All right, I have to tell you, I love testimonies. It's what my show is really all about, the good news, good news and the good news of the Bible and how God can transform you. So first, let's talk about that blog that I found that prompted me to contact you. Yeah, that was the blog that when I first came out with it, it was called Laugh Out Loud, Love Our Lord. 
And that was kind of one of those things that God kept after me to do. I had been blogging already, but not a humor blog. Right. So God had to keep after me to get at this blog. And that was really a struggle that I had because I was working hard and didn't have a lot of time trying to write fiction books too. And I was at work where I had some time to think and I'm thinking about how I'm really busy. And I was going through in my mind kind of like a, a little skit to myself that uh, symptoms of what people go through when they don't have enough time in their world. Right. And I keep thinking about this stuff and God starts tapping me on the shoulder, says, you need to start a humor blog. And I'm like, God, you're not listening to me. I don't have enough time as it is. I don't need another blog going on. Well, and let me add on to this. Here's what I also found intriguing is uh, the title was um, Wade Webster, a truck driver driving people to Jesus. I mean, that's like the headline is pretty enticing. Right. Okay, so continue on. You said, I'm too busy, God, and I, especially to write a, a humor blog. I'm, I'm a truck driver, and you were interested in driving people to Jesus, but you were too busy. Yeah, yeah. I've switched the blog over, so it's now all one blog, and it's under wadewebster.com. And that's kind of my my catchphrase, is I'm a truck driver driving people to Jesus. Love it. And because really this whole writing thing, eight years ago, I had no idea I'd be writing anything. I had no clue, and God called me to that, and that's a whole other story, but... As far as the humor blog going, um, God kept waking me up like at two o'clock in the morning and I had, my mind was going on different things. And he kept after me, you got to start this humor blog. And so finally, one day at work, I'm all right, I'll do it. This coming weekend is Labor Day weekend. I'll start it. So <laughs> finally, he let me sleep past two o'clock most mornings. Yeah. And it's just been a, a blast doing it, just coming up with different things. I've added some some YouTube video to it. Every try to do it once a month, but I don't always come up with anything. But now, how just, did you start blogging? You said it's an interesting story about how you actually started blogging. Uh, you know, as a as a truck driver and a born again Christian, uh, how did it start? Yeah, actually, the whole writing thing was kind of a just a culmination. I've been in my late forties at the time, and you know, about that time when people hit a midlife crisis, and God was. Kind of, I was hearing different things on the radio as I'm driving around thinking, well, I wish somebody had explained that to me like that when I was a teenager. And so different things are hitting me and I'm trying to think of what am I going to do with this stuff? Well, maybe I can make it into a sermon, which I'm not a preacher. The church I go to is a mega church. Everybody would know the pastor's name and there's no way they're going to let me preach. So what am I going to do with this stuff? And finally, God says, it's not a sermon, it's a book. Hmm. So then the following weekend, I'm stuck in a laundry room doing laundry, and I'm writing down these characters and for this story about an uncle who didn't have his own kids. He's just been diagnosed with cancer. He's got 6 to 12 months to live. He doesn't want to go th through chemo because his wife just died of cancer, and he saw what people go through that go through chemo. All of a sudden, he's got this opportunity to spend the summer with his 15-year-old nephew whose dad had left him at the age of five. And so before I know it, I'm, I'm writing this book about these, this man who's pouring his Christian life into his nephew. And the way it's flowing out of me, I know it's not me. This is a God wow, thing. Isn't that so, crazy? Yeah. 
That is so wild. Well, and just I'm, I admire you for taking the prompting. So many of us get promptings from God. We don't act on it because of fear. And I thought your blogging had to do, you sent me a hint that said it involves my older brother golfing in freezing rain while I was several states away. I was like, wait a second. <laughs> That's what got me started into blogging. Yeah. Not writing. Okay. This is the whole, the whole writing well, kinda, thing is I what started figured it. I kind of blogging and writing, you're both, you know, conveying your thoughts via either typing or, uh, you know, uh, I, don't, I, I thought they were similar in terms of writing. Yeah, the blogging is just another step in the process. Uh-huh. Like I said, I was working on fiction and then kind of the blogging I kept reading everywhere. You got to start a blog, get a following, start an email list and... Well, I, I think, too, what I, I like about your story is that you mentioned you were in your late 40s and you a lot of us feel like once we pass our 20s or early 30s that, oh, we're too old to start that or to go back to school or to try this or achieve our dreams. I had several friends tell me that recently in their 40s, like, I don't know, am I too old to do that? I'm a mom with teenagers or whatever. And uh, they felt maybe they'd pass their time. And here you are with a completely different career driving a truck. Um, and again, I mentioned your title of your blog, uh, your website uh, on WadeWebster.com uh, is Wade Webster, a truck driver uh, driving people to Jesus. You you went for it. You didn't feel like, oh, I'm a truck driver and that's uh, I can you know minister to people that way and I can evangelize or reach out to people within my job. No, you went further and you're reaching out to people online through your articles that then get shared on you know social media. So how did your faith get so strong? How were you saved? Like a little bit about your background, Wade, that led you to wanting to drive people towards Christ. Well, I got saved very young. I've been saved so young that I don't remember not being born again. Aha. Uh-huh. My whole life has been associated with Jesus and revolved around that. I've never really stepped away from Jesus. He's always been an important part of my life. And I've always heard that the, the greatest ability that God is looking for in his followers is availability. Ah, that's good. So when he tapped me to write, it's like, you know, I've never had any writing courses in college or anything, but if you're in this, God, I'll give it a whirl. And then once I started writing, I knew it was all him, not me. So this is a gift that he's been given to me. And then, yeah, the blogging story, I started that on my 50th birthday. Ah. And my brother, who's just a little bit, a year, a little more than a year older than me, when he turned 50... He's into sports, and he had started golfing about then. And he decided on his 50th birthday he was going to go golfing. Well, he lives in Michigan. His birthday is November 19th. And so the weather was cold and rainy, and I think the wind chill was below freezing. And he's out there. I think he only hit the front nine. But I'm thinking, well, if he can do something that he really wants to do on his 50th birthday, I'm going to do something I really want to do on my 50th birthday. So that's what got me started into blogging. Ah. Well, when people read your blog or when they meet you, what kind of interactions do you have people? What do you want them to learn from you, from your blogs? What do you want them to walk away with? I want them to see Jesus. Because before I started writing, I really didn't have a life verse. But once God called me into writing, I quickly narrowed it down to one verse. That was John 3.30. That's where the uh, John the Baptist is telling his followers, <clears throat> he sees Jesus walking by and says, he must increase, I must decrease. So I've kind of taken a pronoun out and made it so that Jesus must increase, I must decrease. So that's kind of my life verse now, now that I'm writing. Because I know that my visibility is going to increase, but I want to point people to Jesus with everything that I write. 
or even the humor posts that I do, the videos and stuff. So everything all points back to him. And that's what's gotten me. Actually, I got a book coming out pretty soon called 100 Prayers of a Writer that was kind of uh, an open door to write weekly prayers for an online Christian writing group. Mm -hmm. So I did that for two years, and the feedback I was getting from that was so good, I knew I needed to put it into a book. Ah. So actually on my blog at wadewebster.com, you'll see on the right-hand column, I actually put out eBooks for each chapter of that book because they follow lists that you find in the Bible. It starts with the, um, the spiritual armor pieces, and then it goes through different things like the uh, fruit of the Spirit and the Beatitudes, the Ten Commandments. It'll just use each piece of that as a theme for each prayer. So I had two years worth of that, so there's 100 prayers there, and that's coming out in March 28th. It'll be out on Amazon and all that. Love it. All right, so how has this changed your life following this prompting from God to add on to your truck driving career and start writing and blogging? Um, yeah, I could go all kinds of directions with that. The spiritual attacks have started big time, and unfortunately, my wife ended up leaving me. We divorced last year. That was kind of something that was building. She fell out of love with me and... That's a tough one, huh? Yeah, it is. But it's kind of like God saying, okay, if I pull that support away from you, are you still going to follow me? Because a lot of times people fall back on their friends and family and they want God to bless their life. And they think if God's going to use them, everything's going to go smoothly. Or if you read the Bible, that's usually not what happens to people that God calls. So I totally expected that. And it's just the whole thing is just a whole life experience that is designed to draw us closer to Jesus and our dependence on God. So that's this whole writing thing. It's just been an incredible journey and it's going to keep going. And I don't know where it's going to end up, but I'm excited to take this path. Yeah, it is exciting. All right. So let's talk about, you know, some of the good maybe that's come out of it. Obviously, that was a big valley in your journey. Yeah. Going to a lot of writers conferences and meeting other writers and different people and people that that get you because writers are different. Yeah. Go to the American Christian fiction writers and they call people that aren't writers normals. Wait, but when <laughs> when did you know you were a writer? I mean, you are a truck driver. When did you figure out you had this gift for writing? I love that. As soon as I sat down to write, I knew it wasn't from me. It was a gift wow. from God. That's so, I didn't, so cool. I didn't, I didn't even have a computer or anything at the time. I took wow. out some, some notebook paper and a pencil, and I just started writing this stuff out longhand. Yeah, you say you're a slow, shy farm boy from Michigan <laughs> who drives a truck, and here you are, a writer. Isn't it amazing, though? I just love that you took this little, just little tap on the shoulder from God and went for it. I just see so many people in life say, I'm not a writer. I'm a farm boy who drives a truck from Michigan. I'm not a writer. And then people just move on with their life. And then they look back on things later from the rocking chair when they're a grandpa. And they look back and say, you know, I wonder if I would have followed that prompting. I wish I would. I wish I could. I should have. And I just don't want to be a person that would have, should have, could is our, our way through life and my way through life. And I just think that uh, you know, it takes courage to have dreams and to pursue them and that God uh, doesn't want us to lead a life of medioc mediocrity. He wants us to find those gifts and go for it. Yeah, that's one of the things I started in my blog doing devotional posts on Fridays. And I started doing that 
my first year kind of ran out of ideas to do. So I went to the Christmas story and using biblical fiction and showing how each person as they came into the story had different lessons to teach us. So now that's becoming a book too. And then I got a whole series I've been doing after that. I went from the Christmas story to the Easter story. And then it's all just promptings from God that I've been following that, like I say, it's God's looking for our availability more than anything else. And then yeah. once he once he starts using us, it's just kind of stand back and see what happens. Mm-hmm. Love it. I posted, you know, what you said about uh, the greatest ability uh, God is looking for is availability. It's so simple yet so true. Well, I want to make sure that, you know, people can find you and find, uh, you know, your work. And uh, what do you want people to walk away with after they listen to this interview? What do you want them to take away? Well, hopefully they get the courage to, when God does tap them on the shoulder, to follow that and just Mm -hmm. see where it takes them. Because it's going to be an amazing ride. I can guarantee them that. Yeah, that's for sure. Anything exciting you're working on right now? Uh, Like I said, I got the 100 Prayers of a Writer coming out in March. And actually, that should be available even sooner than that on wadewebster.com. And then I got a few other books, some fiction books that I'm presenting to publishers that hopefully will come out. A middle grade fiction book, an adult contemporary book, and then the Christmas devotional book. So yeah, things are going to start happening this year finally. Love it. All right. How do we find you, Wade? WadeWebster.com. Wonderful. Thank you, Wade. Thank you very much, Angie. All right, Angie Austin here along with Adam. Adam is an ambassador with ARC. And when you shop at ARC, it helps the ambassadors. They help people in our community. Every dollar you spend helps and everything you donate helps. ARC is a tremendous benefit to people with intellectual and developmental disabilities. Now, there's a Saturday sale. Most items half off. If I'm a senior, 55 and over, on Tuesdays, most items are half off. How do we find out about that? ARCthrift.org. How about if I want to donate? Where do I donate? 303-238-JANE. You call them and they'll pick up whatever you need. Furniture, small, big. Medium. uh, Yep, absolutely. Uh, A small, big, medium. They'll bring the truck right on over. What's the number? 303-238-JANE. Yeah, they bring a truck right to your house. 303-238-JANE. 303-238-JANE. ARCthrift.org. Does uh, ARC make you feel special? Oh, yeah, absolutely. I thought so. We are special. ARCthrift.org. As are you, babe. As are you. Thank you. Do you love working for ARC? I love ARC. Welcome back. Tyra Lalo is one of my favorite worship leaders, and uh, she lost a friend, and we wanted to honor him, uh, the Good News Gals and Tyra, with a song. Yeah. So his name um, was Daniel Cooper, and um, very lovely man, very encouraging person, someone who had an impact on our lives. And um, actually, um, we'd known him for four years, and uh, we were actually going and, and ministering and visiting him and others that were in this nursing home, and he wound up just taking us for a loop and having a big place in our hearts. And um, so one of his songs, he loved the hymns. Right? Who doesn't love the hymns? Oh, yeah. And one of the hymns that I think everybody knows, I mean, because usually you sing them at funerals or you sing them, you know, for special occasions, is Amazing Grace. And so um, if, if I can, I think I'm going to go ahead and sing Amazing Grace. Just, just the one stanza, not all the way through, but just enough for us to remember, right? God's Amazing Grace. 
Amazing grace, how sweet the sound that saved a wretch like me. I once was lost, but now I'm found. Twas blind, but now I see. Twas blind. But now I see. Beautiful. Beautiful. You had a story, so honoring Daniel, but also you wanted to sing something else and tell us a little story about it. Yeah, so um, uh, the story, which uh, leads up to this next song, I guess, which um, is called It Is Well With My Soul. Uh, one of my favorite songs is about uh, a woman who couldn't, in the Bible, in Second Kings, who couldn't have children, and prophet came along and told her that she would have a child because she uh, helped him out. And later on, the child grew uh, and went out to visit his father in a field. And the child be had a headache, and head began to pound and hurt, and and began to be in a lot of pain. And after um, he just was overcome with this pain, Pain, the servant went out, took the child into the house, and the child was laying on his mother's lap, and the child died. And um, and so the woman went to go where the prophet was, and when she was afar off, the prophet sent a servant to say, "Is everything okay with your husband, with with the child?" And the woman said something that was very odd. She said, "It is well. All is well." And at that moment, I was thinking, well, wow, I would probably be blubbering all over the place and saying, you know, this is what's going on. And But she said it is well. And I think that she said it is well because she believed that God was going to use that prophet um, to somehow help this child. And uh, and that's eventually what happened. The child was raised from the dead and, and all was well. And so um, I hope this song encourages others. Um, to realize no matter what you're going through, uh, you can say it is well because God holds you in the palm of his hand. When peace like a river attendeth my way when sorrows like sea billows roll, whatever my lot thou hast taught me to say, even so. It is well with my 
Do you have a website you can give us? Mm. Tyra Sings. Well, the website is tyralalomusic.com. Uh, tyralalomusic.com. Excellent. Thanks for listening. Thanks for listening to The Good News with Angie Austin. Find the podcast of past shows at angieaustinradio.com. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.